Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, welcome everybody to our first video. First time. Um, I guess we'll learn a lot this one and maybe the next one will be better. But anyways, um, we are family from Michigan. And one of our things that we've always liked to do is talk about mystery throughout the world and we thought it would be a good time to get together and we'd have a try out our new um, web series called the family school of thought um first before we get going um jesse and matt wave your hands <laughs> jesse <laughs> this is my daughter this is my son-in-law matt cassie's up in the right hand corner Cassie and my wife Denise in the top left, and I'm Ted. Okay, uh, Cassie's or Jesse's going to start us out with our um, daily. It's um, from the Mental Floss Amazing Facts Calendar, the 365 day calendar, but amazing fact: both cotton candy and the electric chair were invented by dentists. Pretty interesting. That is very interesting. I could see the dentist doing the cotton candy because, you know, it, it would cause people to have to need to go to the dentist. Well, I was just thinking because it was called um, candy floss. Candy floss, yeah. Candy floss. Wow. That's even I, bet more. I can see the electric chair, too, just because, yeah. like, I'm sure, I don't know. Like, I'm sure they were, like, they were trying to, like, invent something to, like, wake the patients up from anesthesia, like, anesthesia. Oh. I'm thinking like, he probably had enough patients sitting in his dentist chair thinking, I want to murder these people. You know what I could do is like electrocute them while they're sitting here? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking it was an accident, but okay. <laughs> I was thinking it was a happy accident. Well, not a happy accident, but an accident. <laughs> a little accident. Yeah. yeah, right. It could be an accident. And here I think that hey, they're just going to give it to them as their last last this is probably a really stupid question but i wonder when the first electric chair was invented so it was like about the time electricity came about and electric tools for dentists came about i can kind of yeah. see it now yeah that i don't know it's not on the, the calendar but huh hmm. interesting maybe interesting. you could ask alexa homework people can do homework <laughs> no <laughs> That could be a segment when we get stumped. Let's ask Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we'd have to pay some royalties if we did that. We have another son, Jordan, that lives in Texas. Uh, he's not with us tonight. and Hopefully he'll be joining us sometime in the future. But if you look at our logo or a sketch of us, he's in that. So just in case anybody's wondering that. Okay. Um, Cassie, in Portland, Oregon, what's the weather like today? Uh, it was pretty cold. Uh, it was cold and cloudy. It was like 42. I mean, that's cold here. 42 is cold. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I was thinking we're in a heat wave at 35. <laughs> uh, but it's we had, to be like, dropping. Uh, out on the coast, not in Portland, we had a tsunami watch because of the <gasps> volcano that's erupting. I've seen that. I've seen that. They had a volcano in the water. Yeah. In the ocean. That's usually where volcanoes are. Yeah, we were looking at that, too. Um, um Matter of fact, at work we were talking about literally Russia is 
not very far from the United States. Right. Like Sarah Palin. So you can see Russia pretty, from your house? It's pretty close when she said she could see Russia from her house. Because there's like an island and like really it's only two and a half miles. Right. Right. That's that's close. I, I, never, I hate to break this to you. I hate to break it to you, but the world is a globe. It's just a circle. It's round. That's how the round you can see Russia from her house. That was so funny, but yeah. Literally, it is pretty close. Just put that another interesting fact. We're just, <laughs> divided, we're just divided by water. Yes, mm. okay. <laughs> that is correct. So anyway, every week what we're going to do is we're one of us. This is my, I'm starting this out there. It's going to have a uh, mysterious story to tell. And uh, the, the rest of you are going to, you know, pick up on that and give your interpretations or your questions and ideas on that. And, um, also, I'm sure we're going to reflect on our personal stories because a lot of these stories I bet we've talked about throughout the years around a campfire or something like that. So yeah. That's true. <laughs> so my my first story I want to talk about, and you, like I said, you probably have heard this story maybe from me before, but it's about Dorothy Kilgallen. Have you guys heard of her? No. She no, was no. back in the... In the 50s and the 60s, she was uh, really a household name because she was uh, she had a syndicated uh, column and over 200 papers throughout the world, and it was called um, uh, the Talk of Broadway. No, the Voice of Broadway, and it was really about Broadway stars and their lives. And but it was kind of like the Entertainment Tonight of the 1950s, you know. It was gossip, and she, but she knew a lot of celebrities, and she kind of bumped elbows with a lot of them. She was very friend, good friends with the Kennedys and a lot of the stars. A lot of the stars, when they came to Hollywood, or I mean to New York, she would, you know, spend time with them and, you know, write stories about them. And if there was some kind of scandal going on, like uh, maybe it was about them, they would go to her to kind of cover a story to kind of get them out of their scandal type thing, you know. And um, she, so she had that syndicated um, uh, newspaper um, article that she put out every week. But she also was an author. She wrote several books. She also had a um, radio show with her family, her husband, and kind of what we're doing right here. They had a uh, talk show on the radio during the 50s. And then she was a um, panelist on a show called What's My Line? And Oh, I've heard of that. I mean, not whose What's my line for when you're a kid, right? Well, yeah, Cassie's right. It's it was Drew Carey. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you think it was, whose line is it? It was a yeah. big. It was a big show at the time, and again, this is in the fifties, right? When there wasn't a lot of television, but um, it was a um, uh, go on YouTube and you can watch all the old shows. But it was a a line of. Uh, panelist and it was her um kitty carlisle um uh, a bunch of like celebrities maybe not big time celebrities but celebrities they were on there every week and then guests would come on and they would tell their story and they had to guess what this person did for a living mm -hmm. you know so um they had so many questions they could ask and then they would have to go okay you're Broadway actress or you're a welder or you know whatever and then once a week they'd have a celebrity on there so they put on blindfolds and start asking questions you know and they would uh, try to guess who it is and she was good at it she was on it the whole time the show was on 
well, up until her death. Um, so, um, so she did that, and she was just everybody knew who she was because she did so many things. But she also did a lot of investigating reporting. Um, uh, so, like whenever there was big trials going on in the United States at the time, she would cover them, you know. And um, uh, Lindbergh, when his son got kidnapped, she covered that court case. Um, the um, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um, Sam Shepard. I don't know if you've heard of that story, but he supposedly killed his wife and family, and it was a big deal. Um, Truman Capote, I think, wrote a book about it in Cold Blood. You probably heard of that. So she covered that trial. So she would cover these big trials also. So she kind of had her you know, feet in everything. She was around the country, really. She had a, um, like I said, she knew all the big celebrities, and they were all friends with her, but she had a big feud going with Frank Sinatra because Frank Sinatra was supposedly part of the, um, you know, the underworld and, you know, gangsters. And um, she kind of exposed that in one of her um, articles and he got really mad about it. Um, so he um, started really bad mouthing her and trashing her and at his concerts. And then whenever he had somebody was quoting him all the time of saying stuff about her. So. Wait, wait, wait. So is he, it's like a, um, Carol Baskin's Tiger King kind of situation with her and like is he making songs like about how he doesn't like her that I mean, much and Frank Sinatra was the you know biggest star in the world at the time and she kind of exposed his um, you know contacts and, and his um, part in the uh, you know underworld and um, they kind of helped him get his career on top. But what they really did was supposedly, allegedly, they helped Kennedy get um, <coughs> elected, you know. So Kennedy's father, Joe Kennedy, who was allegedly a bootlegger, that's how he made all his money, but he kind of bought that election. And the the um, Teamsters and the, you know, the gangsters and um, were, got him elected. They rigged, I don't know, you know, the elections were rigged, rigged before Trump, too, because way back then they could buy elections. And so that's what happened. But then once he got elected, all of a sudden he, he wouldn't have anything to do with Frank Sinatra because he didn't want that connection, you know. So Frank was really mad, you know, that he did all this work to get him elected and then he's like, wouldn't pay attention to him. And matter of fact, Frank had a... Um, whole part of his house built for Kennedy to come stay in and it was all secure and you know a whole section of his house well he would never go there and so it really made Frank mad Dorothy you know reported on that and back in those days he didn't do that kind of thing so anyway she was really good friends with the Kennedys then when um, Kennedy got shot and assassinated she was very outspoken about that because she was like no, this this didn't happen like they're they're saying it did, you know. And she um she started investigating herself. And so she went and had um she went down to well, so he gets assassinated and she gathers up this team and they go to um Texas. And at the time, I know we've actually Cassie, were you with us when we went to Dallas and we literally could look out the window? Yeah. 
Yeah, she was. She was little. You're there. Okay. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald supposedly shot Kennedy, killed. But Jack Ruby, who owned a uh, bar in town, literally on national TV, live TV, they were taking uh, Lee Harvey Oswald out of his, I don't know, prison cell to take him somewhere in a, in a parking garage filled with people, packed with people. I mean, can you imagine? He just killed the president of the United States, and they've got him in the middle of a parking garage with thousands of people standing around, you know. Jack Ruby literally came up with a gun and shot him and killed him. And so so she goes down, and she's going to start interviewing people. Because they're saying, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald shot him from this window with one rifle, and she's like, no, that doesn't make sense. That's not right. You know, something's going on here. And at the time, my dad always said, when Kennedy got assassinated, that's what changed everything in the United States. Because prior to that, whatever whatever the government said, that's the way it was. Nobody questioned that ever. After that, however, because everybody knew that couldn't possibly happen the way it did, they said, after that, that's when people started questioning everything the government was saying, you know, because it was just unbelievable. So she goes down there, she interviews Jack Ruby, and she's the only person to ever interview Jack Ruby, ever, the only person. So she goes down there with her team of people, and they goes down, and she all of a sudden pulls her team to people, she said, get on a plane and get back to New York. Don't ever tell anybody you were down here. Okay, you know, so they did. So she interviews Ruby. She takes all these notes. Of course, she's writing a book on this. And of course, this is before, I mean, you literally wrote on paper everything you were doing. You know, there was no typing out a copy and putting it in a database anywhere. So she's writing a book on this and she comes back and she goes back to her show and she's doing the shows and she starts telling people, I'm writing a book on the assassination of Kennedy, you know, and they come out with a Warren commission at the time, which um, I don't know guys what that is, but it was a whole um, commission that got together and they were going to prove that Kennedy was literally shot from that window by Lee Harvey Oswell <coughs> because nobody believed, nobody believed it. So this whole commission got together uh, Ford. He wasn't a president then, but he was on that commission and um I can't think of who else. There was a, all the top political people were. And so um, they put this out, the statement out. Okay, we've studied this for really a couple of years. And um, we decided this. he really did get killed the way it's been said, you know. So she starts challenging that in her articles, in her interviews, she starts doing it. And she said, I'm writing a book about assassination. I know why he got killed. I know the reason. And I'm writing a book. It's going to blow the lid off of any story you've ever heard. It's going to be the story of the century. So, so then, and she, and like everybody knew her, like she had like just boxes of papers. I mean, she was just so into writing this book about it. So she goes and does her television, What's My Line thing. And her dresser at the time had a, you know, a, at that time in the 50s, when you're on television, you went, you were in ball gown, jewels, the whole deal, you know. But she was dressed very, she didn't wear the outfit he put out. She wore a very casual outfit, which was unusual. So um, they do the story and uh, they do the show and she leaves with this mysterious man. You know, nobody knows who this guy is. And she's seen in the bar across the street 
with this guy. And so everybody's kind of wondering who's this guy she's with, you know, and she was married and had kids, but he was kind of younger, but dashing, you know, I think he, he was kind of known just a little bit because he was so like the bachelor of the town type guy, you know? So, and the next morning they find her in her townhouse, which she had one of those five story brick, brown big brick buildings in New York. They find her dead in one of the bedrooms. But the bedroom wasn't hers. It was a spare bedroom. And she still had the clothes on from the night before. She still had her wig on, her eyelashes. Her makeup was all still on. And um, she was in bed with a book, like she had been reading a book. And But her reading glasses weren't in there. So, And the book was a book she finished like months before because she was telling everybody about this book. So it was like not even a book she would be currently reading. So obviously there's a lot of red flags, you know, like something's up, but they uh, do a autopsy on her and she had died of uh, overdose of barbiturates and alcohol. So at the time, her husband, all these friends she had, nobody said, no, this isn't right. Something's not right. Everybody kind of said that's weird of her to die of like that way, but nobody happened. So years go by. And people started asking questions. They were like, why doesn't anybody ever question how she died? You know, like, and they start pulling out all these facts. And um, every, well, why aren't they going after the guy that took her to dinner? Well, every person that started maybe to write an article about it or pushed it mysteriously died in a car accident. You know? Where was her husband when she was in the spare bedroom. Well, at the time, it was a little unclear if her husband and her were separated or not. Mm. But they okay. were a well-known couple because they had this radio show with their kids. So he, so wasn't home. he wasn't home, but it wasn't really unusual for him to not be home, you know? So, um, but yeah, and that was one of the things, like nobody ever questioned her husband, like, or her husband never said, no way would she have died like this. You know what I mean? Something, stuff. And all this paperwork and all this stuff is gone. Like who, like all her papers she was writing, all the material she had and all the evidence she had, they never seen it again. So all of the stuff that she interviewed? All the interviews, everything's gone. Nothing was there. So somebody's burned it. Well, obviously, um, Obviously, she was killed for a reason, um, and it was what she, whatever she knew why Kennedy got assassinated. And there's a book. Um, I think his name is Mark. I'll find it in a minute. Um, can't think of his name. Um, he's an author, and he wrote a book. Well, first he started writing a book about um, mysterious deaths, like Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe, and somebody told him and says, you've got to put this uh, Dorothy uh, Kilgallen in there because she has a really interesting story. So he did, but he was so intrigued by it and he's seen so much evidence of like something's not right here. He decided to write a whole book about it and it's called The uh, Reporter Who Knew Too Much. And it's a really, really good book. And so it just kind of outlines uh, her, well, it does her whole life. She really came from a wealthy family. Her father owned a lot of newspapers and stuff. So she had a um, her first thing she did when she was 18 was a um, 
girl around the world where she did a she literally traveled around the world and did a story from each town type of thing. But mm -hmm. um, but I mean, there's tons of stuff on the internet and tons of stuff like people now who are willing to talk. Most of the people that really had it were are gone now because this was in 1965 when she was murdered or died of yeah but i think i'd be afraid that if you investigated you might come up dead well that's that's why it went 50 years with nobody saying anything that is exactly well, why. i'm not going to come up dead <laughs> well what happened to the people that she did the interview with like yeah. the people that went with her to go interview jack okay. ruby what happened to ruby two of them two of them jack are still dead <laughs> he was dying of cancer at the time oh. who was Jack Ruby died like shortly after. Yeah, right, right. He died not long after. And also it's a theory that he was Martin. given something to cause him to die of best of cancer. You know, oh, I thought he like thing. had been diagnosed and that's why everyone thought it was weird that he like suddenly got so moral because he was like a gangster at the time. He, he was a gangster at the time, owned a, a, a strip club is what he owned. You know what I mean? He had yeah. no reason to be, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously they feel like he was involved in it too. And he knew the real story. And I was looking at um, one of the reasons they had that 10, let's say, top 10 reasons why Kennedy was assassinated. So number 10 was Jimmy Hoffa. Um, do you yeah. guys know who he is? Yeah. Okay. So they, him and the Kennedys have always had this ongoing feud his brother Bobby really put and Jimmy he died Hoffa in jail. He's not been so that was number 10 that Jimmy Hoffer had him put up. Um, Fidel Castro mm -hmm. was number two. And that's pretty plausible too, because just prior to that, um, you've heard of the Bay of Pigs, where yeah. literally Kennedy almost got us blown off the earth. Um, um, there's some anti cat, so that not. One theory is Castro had him assassinated, but another theory was some anti-Castro people, uh, if we have not blown away, they're obviously they're going to blame it on Castro. <laughs> um, There's a lot of white rings, uh, wing extremists. You know, stuff, things we're doing today, this stuff was going on back then too. So there was a lot of white ring. People, hate, people either like Kennedy or they hated him. You know? mm -hmm. And so the people who hated him because he was Catholic meant you shouldn't be the president of the United States because you're Catholic. You, you know, so, I mean, there was that much hate over that. Plus the Kennedys had a lot to do with um, integration and, you know, uh, race issues. So a lot, so of, a lot of the white What's that? I was gonna say, there's a lot of mysteries just involving the Kennedy family. Altogether. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they helped out the, the you know the blacks of the time and so there's a lot of white supremacists then that were after them for that reason um uh the military you know the military wanted him um assassinated jf or um lyndon b johnson who was the vice president it's a big theory that he had something to do with it because they were total enemies prior to him becoming his vice president. Actually, they were running against each other and they fought big time. And um, when uh, he got a, the nomination for the president, he thought he could bring everybody, Johnson's people on board, which would get him elected. And they did. 
but they were total enemies the whole time. And um, there's a lot of questions of like, why would you just happen to be in Dallas when he got assassinated? You're the vice president. You shouldn't be there, you know? And he like immediately took over, you know? So um, it was kind of like he had that going. Um, the CIA, there was a lot of, they were, the CIA was afraid he was going to expose a lot of things going on. Um, the well, Federal Reserve. But the number one reason why people think he was assassinated, what, what do you guys think it is? Aliens. Yep. He, uh, the number one reason is he knew about, you know, other lives and other planets. And he was going, to, he, he was saying, it's time people knew. Like, let's stop lying to people. Let's tell them. And they were afraid that he was going to expose that. Oh, isn't it so, crazy how much 60 years has? Because now it's been confirmed. <laughs> so, that's and I think that's interesting. Sense, she though. really, you know, she did so much, you know, work and ended up being killed off because she was going to tell the world that there's aliens. Well, she was going <laughs> to tell the world that Kennedy was. <laughs> and that's back in 1965 when people didn't, right. you didn't speak up about stuff, you know. Right. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, I'd have to say. But yeah, it all leads back to aliens, doesn't it? It always, it always does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is Crazy. pretty so we, I mean, there's always been that mystery behind Kennedy's assassination. It, did it really happen? How it? How we've been told in our history, but half of our history isn't true, anyways, because right. you only get the history from the writer. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just like the Mayflower. I mean. It, it, yeah. They, they, we were here before the Mayflower. I mean, people were here before the Mayflower. Yeah. 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 We, we didn't they really were in here by accident. They thought they were in India. And just like when yeah. you guys were in school, we told you differently that, you know, Christopher Columbus didn't. Did you guys remember that? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember you ever guys. questioning Christopher All three of you guys. No, listen, all three of you guys, when you were studying Christopher Columbus in school, I would like, you tell that teacher that that's not right. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm sure I did, because I was a gullible kid. Because I was like, nope, that's not the true story. <laughs> I don't remember you questioning that. First at all. of all, we invaded America. We didn't find it. <laughs> right. But we, anyway, yeah. anyways, and their first, they first landed in uh, Florida. Well, yeah. And they right. thought they were in India, so they left, and I can't remember how it went now. But they first landed yeah. in Florida, then they went back. Because they thought they went the wrong way, then they came and landed in Massachusetts. And um, the reason they're called Indians because they thought they were in India. Right. Yeah. But so with the Kennedy assassination, going back yeah. to that, th there's always been that myth of like, did it happen? Did it not happen the way that we've been told? And there was a MythBusters show about it, and I feel like they debunked that Lee, uh, uh, Lee Harvey Osborne actually killed Kennedy the way that we've been told. I can't remember that. They busted that? They, like, they, they proved yeah. that it wasn't possible or they proved it was possible? I think they proved it wasn't possible, but I, could be, I could be remembering it correctly. I'm not 100%, well, but I do know that they did an episode on it. I think they said it was plausible. It was plausible. Right. Yeah. 
So well, I mean, we've all it. seen the footage. Maybe they didn't okay. want to die. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to die in a car accident, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't really figure it out for sure because they couldn't kill anybody. Right. Huh? Well, we've all seen the footage of it, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that footage was not released until many, many years later. Nobody ever seen that footage. But in the footage, you can literally see his head go back. I mean, it's like, right. of course it didn't happen that way. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, somebody shot him from the front, but in that yeah. building when he was coming would have been... They shot him from both ways. Yeah, right. both ways. Yeah. There but, was multiple uh, yeah. shooters. Right, multiple shooters. And probably Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't in the window shooting, but and he probably thought, I'm killing the, you know, but, you know, it probably was the CIA at the time or something like that. But, um, well, we can't, this we can't blame anybody like that. That's true. We want to get right. past episode one, please. <laughs> really? We're already been. Just we have chunk. to edit that out, Cass. For entertainment, remember that, no, no. well, remember the FBI is always listening, so yeah. Well, this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Matt's already gone. So, Cass or Jesse, you remember sitting in that window? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Sorry, Matt and, had to go take care and of what a small window it was, and yeah, really was that whole small. stretch of what do they call that? I can't remember now. The grassy knoll. Grassy Knoll. It's yeah, a very yeah, small. Okay. It's a very small place, and it's not like, right. It, yeah, right. I don't really. Well, I mean, there... I was so young at the time too. I mean, I was only I was in like fifth grade, I think. So I remember going, and I remember watching the video as you know, like as a fifth grader. That's pretty traumatizing to see that, but um, I remember just. Were you? you? You felt the you were traumatized by going there? No, I don't know if this is. Something good or bad, but I was pretty fascinated by it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being fascinated. I don't know. It's a. Well, that's like Cassie was so always so fascinated about um, Princess Diana's death. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. Was I really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't Let's know see, that. What year would that have been? That had been about 99, was, uh, 98. I, it was, yeah, in 98, I think. 98. So, so yeah, you're you were five, like five, and you were yeah. totally fascinated by it. You just had yeah. a thousand questions, and and we were like, you know, I'm still so I didn't realize that. I'm like still obsessed with her death. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh yeah, yours. I were. didn't know that. I think it was just on oh. TV, like constant. Right. You know. Well, there's another controversial death that you know. Is it true? And what we we we'll know? We'll get to or it. Right. We'll get to it. You know. Right. Yeah, you know. And then Marilyn Manson. You were always fascinated. What's wrong with our family? Oh, that's definitely a show in itself yeah. right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, don't you remember Cassie doing a like book report on that in middle school? <laughs> and the yeah. I wrote a paper as to get approval for it. Because no, it yes. wasn't a book report. I, I remember the teacher saying, "Do you know what your child just wrote?" No, because it wasn't a book report. I wrote. Uh, we had to write in the perspective. In your journals. It was like an, it was an, it was supposed to be an assignment that was like, uh, in the perspective of somebody, and it could be like anybody. And like, I think the prompt was like, um, villainous or something like that. I can't remember. 
but my, but dad had you just told me about like Charles Manson. And so I wrote this paper in the perspective of squeaky from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. wrote it in the perspective of like, I'm squeaky from and I'm in and this cult seven? of Charles. <laughs> no. Um, no this was in middle school. Yeah, it was so in middle school. 13. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was um in middle school, I think I was in sixth grade, maybe seventh, I can't remember. We had to do a term paper. So you can guess who I did my term paper on. Janice Joplin, of course. Janice Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> and so I put it all out there about all her drug use. She had some <laughs> lesbian affairs. And, I mean, the whole thing, right? And, my, and I spent a whole semester writing this. You know, it wasn't like something for the week. A whole semester writing this. And my teacher wrote it. And he's like, he called my mom. And he's like, do you know what she's writing about? <laughs> he goes, oh, this is some so really just- heavy stuff for sixth grader and she's like so it's just a family tradition yes yes (laughs) we're family i would love to read that paper again just because there's no way i knew anything about squeaky from because like i still don't really know anything about squeaky from so like like, how did i do that but i feel like you read helter skelter around that time yeah probably yes And I think that's why, like, you were fascinated by the book because you were reading it, and then that was, like, your good idea to write the... Maybe. Maybe. I just remember Dad had told me a story about when he found out about the murders, and Helter Skelter was playing, and he was at a campfire. And so I wrote that part (laughs) in the, like, actual story, yeah. It was, we were up north camping, Mm -hmm. and it was late at night, and we're trying to build a fire in the fire pit, me and my brothers, and um, we heard then you back in those days you had a am radio that you carried around with you you know and we were listening to it and they were playing the doors light my fire oh. you know come on baby light my fire and so we're singing that and we're trying to get this fire going and like all of a sudden they come over and they're like we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin from hollywood california actress sharon tate was found murdered in her home this evening and it's a gang of yeah i don't know they went out about I can't remember if they went on about the other, the night before a bunch of people got killed or was it night? I can't remember how it went, but they're telling all about it. And this Sharon, she was like at the top of her fame at that time too. Right. I was right. a little kid, so I didn't really know who she was, but like, you know, like, uh, my mom was like, remember she, she was on an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies and you're like, and my mom was really, really into pop culture. You know what I mean? Anything like that. So it she always was, yeah. She stayed. <laughs> she stayed like that. Yeah, she was. She was always into pop culture. So she um she got us out of bed. Tiny Tim, who was a hippie, he sang tiptoes through the tulips. Total hippie. Yeah. That's all he was known for. Is he'd be on all these talk shows and stuff. And that's pretty good. That's like scary. perfect scary song. It's in like yeah. every single scary movie. Yeah. yeah. So he got married on the Tonight Show with by Johnny Carson. So my mother gets us out of bed in the middle of the night. We're just little kids. You got to watch this because you're going to be able to tell your grandkids that you've seen Tiny Tim <laughs> get married on the Tonight Show. <laughs> so I can't wait for Odin to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to say he's going to like be fascinated by that. Fascinated. <laughs> he's going to be fascinated by all of the things this crazy family comes up with. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so, oh, anyway, so 
it freaked me out because we were camping. I was a little kid. We're camping. We're, you know, trying sitting around the, trying to get a fire going. We're singing, light my fire. They come over, you know, some scary story about, you know, some actress. I kind of barely, you know, like, oh, yeah, I kind of. And, um, yeah, it was scary. And you heard cracks in the woods. Well, no. And, and then. Somebody was coming. <laughs> no. So then we were laying across the hood of the car, you know, and the northern lights came out that night, which oh, you guys have never seen them, but they're just unbelievable. So they we spent, are unbelievable. We spent when we all night watching over, the Northern Lights after that. That was the first thing that we seen. Yeah. So I, was, they came out, I remember seeing them when I was in like high school and I drove to Matt's house and I saw them and I couldn't oh. figure out what it was. And then it took me like, sadly, like a couple of days to like realize what it was. But well, when we first- I don't think I've ever seen here, them. You have it here. Uh, we I seen him one night, and I was like up at three o'clock in the morning by myself, and I'm trying yeah. to get you guys. Dad had you had inventory. You had yeah. inventory. I remember getting the video camera. And of course, that was the big old VC camera. I remember you couldn't see him. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember going out in the backyard to watch comets. And comets. I think that was before Cassie was born. But you would, you guys would have only been five and six when we or six and seven for yeah, when them. we seen those lights the first time here. Cause yeah. we yeah. went out on the front porch. Yeah. But Cassie, you weren't born then. No. As with all my life, everything happened before I was born. No, not everything. Isn't that, isn't that the story of the family? You BC, weren't whale watching, Northern Lights. You were actually <laughs> with us. What's that? Mm. Yeah, you were in you Cape were at Cape Cod. Yeah, you got to see the whale watching uh -huh. from inside the belly. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember. I do have, I don't, I have like a fear of the ocean and that I'm realizing that I don't like, uh, like being in the ocean when I can't see like what's under me. Really? So. I think I knew me because you guys. I like I like the water, but I don't. It scares me to not know. Yeah, How I about, have to like tell myself not to think about it. Right. I, were like, you I have to like scared on the cruise ship. I no, not on the cruise ship because I I was safe. No, I same thing. Like it, it, like above ground, like you couldn't like if I had been able to like. Like you can go below deck, you can like go below deck basically and like see like outside of a window. I would not have been able to do that. Like I, I got news for you. I've you just been like, what is gonna pass by it? <laughs> you were sleeping underwater. You know that, right? Yeah, I didn't see it though. <laughs> right, we did not have windows. <laughs> I didn't have to see it though. The I first time, the first time I went on a cruise ship beforehand, I was really nervous about it because just thinking you, know, you're that far out. Something goes wrong. It's not like you can get off and go, you know, run or into something. So I was really nervous about it, but it didn't bother me once I got on. But uh, alcohol helps that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We had a lot of alcohol. We got a lot of alcohol, so I wasn't thinking about sinking or anything like that. I know they. Uh, they. I remember they gave us those like free cups, and you could just like take it up and be like, alcohol, yeah. please. Yeah, <laughs> more please. All, all day, all more day. Please, <laughs> Never stop refilling. That's like, how yeah, it was. we were empty. When, huh? we to, when we went to that Sandals Resort in Jamaica, Matt and me. Yeah. When we went there, because uh, 
It was the same thing. All you can eat, all you can drink. Wake up, get a drink. Right. So the fears you have, they go away. Well, I'm not scared of the ocean. So (laughs) man and I went swimming in the ocean when there was like shark signs. (laughs) We we don't have a big fear of that kind of stuff. Well, your mother and I, when we went on a ship, we went where you're not supposed to go because we were going to go down to the engine room. Mm-hmm. And we went on this outside staircase. And it was just like a fire escape staircase outside, you know, three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Drunk. Yeah. yeah. And it was like windy, windy, windy. And somebody's dress literally blew off. <laughs> so that was a pretty dumb thing to do. <laughs> but that's how started. accidents happen. But hey. Everybody survived. Yeah. Did Matt fall asleep or? He probably t- attending Odin. Yes, he is with Odin. So. Okay. Poor baby. Yeah. Mommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I hear him you. <laughs> you never answered my question of um, where, uh, what happened to all the other people who are with her when oh, she interviewed. Yes. There are a few left, and you can go online and they're interviewed. Like her makeup, the person that did her makeup and her hair, um, which was one of them that went to Texas with her. Mm -hmm. She said, go home, don't tell anybody you were here. You know, um, they interview him. It's on, uh, you can go online and look at it, his interview. And he was like, there is absolutely no way this woman would have went to bed with her makeup on to begin with, long enough for her clothes and her wig. And, you know, she goes, there's no way. There's no way. It was Listen, a mistake. I, I go to sleep sometimes with my makeup on. Well, she I don't did. wear a wig, but I probably would. She I go to bed with my makeup on. I know. I know, but you guys aren't Dorothy Kilgallen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not supposed she to. She did not. So I know. She yeah. did not. Well, I, you got to remember, too, this was in the, well, this was in 1965, but she didn't go out. Arsenic and, in the mascara. She didn't go out in blue jeans and a sweatshirt, neither. I mean, like you were totally done. Gown, hair, right. you know, jewels. Well, so, she was very wealthy. She was very wealthy. She came from wealth. Her fa- family had money, so but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so none of them like ever came forward. At, like, were they there during the interview, or were they were not there during the interview? Like, she was one on one with him. Because, like, she obviously, like, no, it was, to tell her, like, crew to, like, all right, go home. Don't tell anybody you're here. Like, obviously, something was said in that right. interview. And why um, wasn't right. it locked up if it was that private? Well, I she just was the only person to interview him. And obviously, somebody was alerted to that. You know, and that's why she said, go home. Don't tell anybody you've ever been here. You know, mm-hmm. so she knew something big. Well, maybe he said something and it got out. I don't think he probably told the truth, but he was kind of a dumb person. And it's not like he it's not like he made it up. He was just a scapegoat in the whole thing, anyhow. You know what I mean? I think it was the CIA allegedly for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> it was the CIA because obviously it had to be somebody that knew how to orchestrate this whole thing. And probably Harvey Oswald and Ruby were both just pawns in the game. You don't think the mafia was involved at all? Like maybe in her death, but not JFK's. 
I, it could be, it could be um, because Hoffa and all them were mad enough. And um, like I said, he had pissed them off enough after getting elected. He totally shunned them, you know, um, but um, and his dad was in that group of people. But um, I think it was the CIA. I really do. Because I think if the mafia was in it, somehow they would have left their mark on there, like, uh-huh, see what we can do kind of thing. Well, they say that CIA is involved in quite a few things. I think they would be like, nobody's ever going to find out how this happened. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. They, and they have that, they have that way. Like, and they all we, went to their deathbeds not saying anything, you know. That's so, true. Because even like, uh, like how I, can I all would of think the like information the just hit. be erased. It's probably after what's that cast? Um, yeah. just the way she died, like you know, the mafia. Of did course, it, she cuts where, out. Like, right, the CIA. Would yeah, make I know. It you cut out. Uh-oh. Yeah, we. You're freezing. You froze. Well, I think she agrees with me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm here. Live. You're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we missed everything that you said. Um, I was just you saying the CIA did it. No, I'm kidding. Um, but that like the mafia like would make it very known that it was the mafia. Like they were no like that was like they when right. they when they did a mafia hit, you knew it was a mafia right. hit. Where like her death being right. so like staged right. almost like like that would be a group that doesn't want you to know that they were involved. Right. 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 But the CIA, they cover everything up and everything is erased. So nobody knows anything. Just like her death. Where's all that paperwork? Where's all of the, you know, did she not have it in a safe? Uh, 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 why wouldn't she, you know, they had, uh, Boxes at the banks. I mean, security. Well, that's what they, for years, um, they were like trying to. Somebody has to have come upon them. But remember, again, this is back in the early days. You wrote everything. They didn't even have like a Xerox machine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was handwritten. For it to be that sacred and that important, you would think that she'd have it in a safety deposit box. But she's she would literally have working on it. She's literally working on it. But said, you know, maybe she had stuff hidden, but nobody's ever found it. You know, I mean, it could be out in a coffee can in her backyard. You know, <laughs> who knows? That's true. She probably buried it somewhere. But that was back before you made copies of stuff. I mean, there was no, you know, yeah. way to make copies of it and. Well, I wouldn't say that. Like, Do you think it would have been her husband or her family well, that you don't want to deal with the consequences of when she dropped this bomb that we would, you know. Well, like- her husband was always accused of not having anything to do with it, but being shut up about it. Right. So. You know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah, they probably paid off or did something to say, don't ever talk about it. And her kids too. You know, her kids were older i mean they weren't adults they were probably in their late teens maybe early 20s and they never did an interview about her never nothing like nobody in their family ever mentioned it so they figured they probably were paid off to you know or, or threatened you know well i i could see that yeah but um you know 
that was there's a lot of people that were um questioned JFK's assassination that ended up in mysterious car accidents and things like that. Mm-hmm. So hmm. well that really um I was reading somewhere where they um they said that that was like his death and like the subsequent like um I guess like mishandling of the case um it w- it was the birth of conspiracy theories like that right, like right. there was no conspiracy theories uh, like even like the moon like any of that like there was nothing right. like that before this because like you said like right. nobody ever questioned the government before this and so this right. was like the big boom of like well, well that's okay. why i said my dad you said prior <laughs> to his assassination nobody ever questioned the government whatever they said that's the way it was nobody ever questioned that and he goes after that happened he goes still people didn't question that but it was in their mind they're not they're being lied to and so after that they started questioning everything and you know the fact that so here the president of the united states gets assassinated and immediately the government takes it over like all the local police the local um guy that does the autopsy they're all just you know shoved out of the way take him they got him out of dallas on a plane to come back to Washington to do the autopsy. Like, you know, everything was so hush, hush. put, yes, there was, they were going to make sure nobody got involved that shouldn't be there. So I'm surprised Jackie didn't say something before she died. And she did, she did, she was pretty outspoken about, you know, <coughs> Washington and those people are like, look what you did. This is your fault that he got assassinated, you know. Um, so she did point the fingers a lot, but not anybody particular. And it wasn't the government, you know. Okay. You know, one of the theories that she married Onassis, you know who I'm talking about, Jackie Kennedy married yeah. Onassis, was because he had an island and she could take her kids and be sheltered from, you know, whatever. That was yeah. the reason she yeah. married him. That is interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting, but we probably will never find the answer. Right. It's one of those things that's always going to be unsolved or unconfirmed. But you never know. It could be another 10, 20 years before we get the true answers. I think at this point, you know, all the people that were involved at the time are now dead. So they may have, they may have, you know, grandkids or even kids that, you know, my dad always told me he knew the real reason, but it's still, it's hearsay at that point. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, wasn't there like some, like, I swear like a couple years ago, there was like some like big thing where it's like, we're going to report, we're going to release the Kennedy reports and like all that, like, like, Oh, what, what, Right. What we've right. been about, hiding for fifty years. I want to say it was about maybe ten years ago. Yeah, I want to say Warren that. Warren Commission report. Mm-hmm. They went back. They said, "Okay, we're starting over. We're gonna, you know, the public doesn't believe this, so we're gonna start over." And they, it was like a five-year thing of reinvestigating it all, and they didn't come up with anything. Mm. You know, it was same story. No, because I thought still- it was like I thought it was like files that they had like been like the CIA had like literally like kept under wraps because yeah. you know you know quote unquote the 
you know, families stuff are there still alive. So we probably won't know until all of their families are gone. So it'd be in your time sometime, but not ours. Well, that this one, they did, they, one they did release a bunch of files that they weren't wouldn't release all the time, but they didn't change anything. They just said, yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Um, but and again, this when you say all the people have passed away again, it's now you're just hearing stories by their, you know, grandfather always said the right. story. Well, that's hearsay. You know, it's not really good. Yeah, you're going back to like just hearing the history from whoever's writing it, not right. what right. actually happened. One person, right. well, one person said it, and then it's it's right. a game of telephone of what's it right. going to be when it gets well, to the. And I'm sure all the facts that I've told you guys your whole lives. Oh, I believe will just them. Be like embellished when you tell your children and my. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you know, your grandpa used to own you know half of Michigan and. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. See that Mackinac Island? But I have a lot there. of stories about my family that are yeah. true, that I have proof of. Right. Like your, mother found are... it. your mother opened a drawer the other day and started telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you that for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> she was showing she it to these me. letters. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yep, it? Um, it is yeah. interesting. No, right after grandma passed away, when we opened the Hulk chest and we found a bunch of carbon copy letters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. for another episode. Another yes. Episode. Yeah. yes. Talk about a Kennedy happy. obsession. <laughs> I, so I, do, I tell you what, I, my, my mother was obsessed with the Kennedys. Obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I mean obsessed. So we'd go out east to um hyannisport and um all those places around there and we'd go to restaurants hoping we'd run into somebody at kennedy <laughs> you know yeah and then well, her and I don't, you guys remember her friend sandy mm -mm. Uh, no i don't it was a while ago um one time they literally almost got arrested because they were going to climb over this wall to their compound and take some pictures. I can't the police come out. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see grandma doing that. You would. Oh, she was obsessed with them. I've got tons of books on the Kennedy. I think stuff. I, let me check, but I think I still have, somebody gave me the, she has like a, she had a, the record. Um, yeah. The vinyl of the like conversations or something like that. I think I yeah, have it. But well, I what it was was at the time. You need to listen to that and see what's what, on there. There might be some hidden messages. I listen. No, I was gonna say no, I listened no, to it backwards. No, backwards. no, no, no. What it was was it was a parody when the Kennedys were in office. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal for. Did the you listen to it, Jess? Catholic family to be no. in the office at the time, and like I said, there was a lot of people who didn't like that idea of a young Catholic family in the White House. But they made an album, and it's a parody of the Kennedys. So it's kind of oh, like, yeah. you know, it, they're all in characters. And they didn't like it at all, the Kennedys. The Kennedys did, didn't but, like it. But it sold really well. And my mom had a copy, so that's probably what you have. Yeah. Wait, so it's like the first SNL. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, kind of like that. You should listen to it. It's funny. I think I have it. I think I yeah, got it, it somewhere. It's funny. Yeah, they were the Kennedys are really into the um, um, Broadway or that I don't know what you call it 
opera of um, I forget it now what it was called Camelot. The Broadway play Camelot. Well, yeah. it's a musical. Broadway. And it's really an opera. Okay. <laughs> so we talked a lot about the Kennedys when I was growing up. I'm sure. Yeah. Just like we talked a lot about Janice. Janice. Mm -hmm. well, Janice was a big deal growing up at my house, too. I remember the day she died. <laughs> I didn't really know exactly who she was that day, but. Um, Wait, I thought you knew well, who she was. You always came after she died? Well, here's no, what happened. Because you always okay. said you mourned her for like a week. No, that was John Lennon. That was John. I was only eight when Janice died. John Lennon is the one I mourned for like a couple weeks. And I, he said Janice Doplin, too. I well, know, Janice, I'm pretty sure he's a Janice Joplin. Here's my I don't know if I should be telling this story this episode or not, but Janice was um I knew who she was because we had one of her albums. But it was kind of like we had the album, but we never really listened to it, you know. And mm -hmm. then um my friend and I went bowling. I was eight. This is how parenthood was back then. So I went with my friend who was only eight, and he was younger than me, maybe seven but his hippie brother i mean hippie hippie matter of fact he had a rest out for him because he had um um went awol you know oh from the vietnam war the vietnam yeah. war was going on then um um he didn't go awol he um wouldn't enlist whatever you call that dodge war dodger yeah, whatever draft, draft dodger, draft dodger. So yeah. he ended up going to jail for it but anyway so him and his friend a couple hippies right we're riding in his old beat up car. They're smoking, I thought cigarettes, but I don't know. I'm eight. <laughs> I don't think it was. Let's be go with all these people. And they're listening to Janice on an A track in the car. And the two guys are going on about, oh my God, I can't believe she's dead. And, you know, that's unbelievable. And she, you know, we thought she would be blah, blah, you know. And the music sounded really weird to me. You know, I was like, wow, oh, that's weird, you know. But I'm picking up on this something tragic has happened, right? Because they're all upset. So we go bowling. So then I get home. And it, and it's on my mother's birthday, by the way. But I get home. I thought it was mom, December 4th. Huh? I thought she her death was on December 4th. October 4th. October 4th or December 4th. But anyways, um, I get home and my mother's like, Janice is dead. <laughs> what? Like I, I Grandma did person. not like Janice Joplin. You can Yes, she did. Well no, I don't know that no. she knew no she didn't necessarily like her as a her music, but again, that was in Janice was, was a big know. deal at the time, pop culture. So Janice is dead, right? So then we're watching the news and they're it's all about Janice died. And they're showing clips of her, you know, in concert and stuff and so I'm like, oh, so all this is kind of collected in my mind. I go to bed, and on my radio that you carried around with you, because it was 1970, um, that's all they were playing that night. And they're talking about her and stuff, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really weird music, you know? Because, like, me and Bobby McGee and all that stuff hadn't even been released yet, you know? Right. So then she dies, and then 
it's like um, maybe two years later they do a movie on her called Janice. And that's when I started tuning into her. So I'm like, wait a minute. We got an album of hers, you know. So I get the album out and I'm like, that's when I fell in love with her. But I really fell in love with her. They used to have a um, <coughs> a show on Friday nights. It was on really late on Friday nights. And it was called um, Don Kirshner's Rock Concert or something like that. And they showed all the bands of the day and stuff. And they showed a video clip of her <coughs> at Woodstock singing, um, well, um, that song called Work Me Lord. I don't know if you know what song I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like, you know, um, you know, work me, Lord, please don't you leave me. And so yeah, it, it, but the part I really remember was like, Every day I keep pushing, I keep trying to move forward, but something keeps driving me back, back to black kind of thing. I was blown away because, like, she's singing the words in my head. This woman, you know, is like literally singing the words out of my head. Like, how could that be? You know, that's what I fell in love with Janice, you know. And so then, then they released, then her greatest hits come out. Oh, no, I'll tell you what. So after she died, Pearl comes out, and it was like a huge smash. I mean, it was on the top charts forever. That's when, you know, of course, my mom and dad did like me and Bobby McKee. They loved that song. So we listened to that album. But then, after, then the movie came out, and then they started her greatest hits come out. And so then it was just, kept, you know, every year they released something new on her. But that's when I fell in love with Janice. Hmm. So, well, I don't know. I think you always told me you liked her before she died, but I mean, I didn't really know. I like. I didn't really know her before we died. Like I said, we had an album, but it was one of those we never listened to. And I remember when she died, all those things happened in that day, and it was like, wow, this is something. You know, made me remember remember her. But um, still, it was a couple of years before I really got into her. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then um, all the soundtrack of every road trip we've ever been on. <laughs> every road trip. Every road trip and once I fell for her, that was it. Once I fell for her, there was nobody else after that. Um, <laughs> Dan got us a um, Janis Joplin mix CD, <laughs> mix CD for our wedding. Yeah. I was going to say, no, he made everybody a mix CD. Uh-huh. And I don't take road I trips. I just remember, I remember when... <laughs> Uh, the you guys, mom got the Solstice and it had the five disc CD player, and I think like three or four of the like compartments were just filled with Janice Joplin yeah. CDs. Yeah. Well, yeah, still you are. could just all right. We're done with that album. Next album. No, I yeah. think when Dad got a sob, he took them all out and put them in his. But I need no. them back. Well, I was out of the house by the time Dad got a sob. I was in college. Huh? You have a CD player in your car? Yeah. In her Solstice. It takes six CDs. In 2003. Like, and they're all Janice Joplin CDs. No, right now there's one. It's it's a mix of Janice Joplin and Patty Smith, and I don't care for it. Okay. <laughs> we do not have a mix of those two. Yes, I do. I know that there's well, a, we probably have a, a CD Patty of Smith one and a CD of the other, but they're not a mix. Oh, I don't know because uh 
just feels like a mix. It feels like okay. A mix. Well, I, I wanted I the I wanted Janis Joplin's greatest hits. Did anybody ever see the time we started? What? Did anybody happen to see what time we started? We started about nine o'clock. Just we are an nine. hour and four into recording. Okay, okay so. I think we're only good for an hour. So yes, we have to wrap it up. We need to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, this was fun. I had this a good time. Matt said Matt goodbye. Dish out on us. Jordan never showed up, but that's okay. We still have Matt, Matt is um he went and got Odin into bed. So um okay. and next week, next week, Jesse's up. Am I right? No, I'm up. No, Cassie. Oh, Cassie's up. So Cassie's I, up. Yeah. I got my story. Mine's more of like, I mean, yours was more murder mystery, but mine's like an unsolved okay. murder. Well, and I got mine ready too. So mine's okay. not a story, but it's just a fascination that I think is kind of unique. No, mine's a story and it's like a mysterious death that happened. Well, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. All right, guys. We gotta go. Bye. Bye. Bye.